it's really making me think of like what kind of longevity are we creating in our business, right? Are we creating businesses that are legacies, that are built on solid foundations where there are relationships that have been created? There is established processes. The thing about the overnight success is that I love posing this question to people. What would you do if you had 10 clients trying to bang down the doors and work with you today? How would you handle that? That is an idea of an overnight success, right? That is like, hello, 10 people are like, they want to pay me money right now. Would you have the capacity for that? If not, why are we trying to get there? Why are we trying to be overnight successes? If if we got that, we would not serve those clients well, and they would not come back to us. And then that overnight success would be gone before we knew it. Welcome to Making Website Magic, where we empower women to step boldly into their web design businesses, follow their intuition, and claim the success they're worthy of. I'm Sam Munoz. And I'm Karen Page. We're the tech wizards behind Sam Munoz Consulting and the Making Website Magic School of Business. We're two women here to talk about what it actually takes to run a web design business that's aligned with your vision. Spoiler alert, it probably isn't what you think it is. Ready to hear about everything from refining your business vision, networking with intention, and creating a magical client experience? Let's do it. Well, hello, Karen. Hey, Sam. How's it going? It's going super super well. It is 9 p.m. and still bright outside. So I'm enjoying this summerness. It's interesting with, you know, sleep patterns, but having some more daylight during the day is actually pretty nice. So there's my long answer to your question. Yeah, those summer nights, right? Right. And how about you? How are you doing over there on this beautiful summer evening? I'm doing great. I have surprisingly a lot of uh, like energy. Side note, we're recording this in separate time zones. So <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I have a lot of energy for six o'clock. That feels strange. But yeah, considering that I've been in my very cozy home office since 8am, I'm like still happy to be here. Let's just put it that way. And you know what? Today we're having a fun conversation about the myth of the overnight success. And the idea of like, okay, what is, what is that myth? Why are we all constantly being force fed these ideas of like, start your business and become a millionaire tomorrow and talking about some alternative ways of thinking. So this is going to be a very provocative, stimulating conversation, I'm assuming. But before we get into that, I know you want to read a review that you have been loving. I do want to read a review, and it's actually very apropos of this particular episode. So as you know, we love to shout out the folks who take the time out of their busy lives to leave us a review and let us know what they think of the podcast. So this review came in and it says, Sam and Karen are breaking the status quo of what it actually means to build a web design business, and I am here for it. These ladies know how to tell it like it is and aren't holding back. Can't wait to listen to more episodes. Well, listener, I hope you listen to this episode as well because you're going to be here for it as well. We're not holding back. That's what we don't do. (laughs) Yeah, that's what we don't do is hold back. Exactly. And so let's, let's talk about this idea of the overnight success, which if you're listening to this, this might be something like, I had this lunch and I made $800,000 in one day. 
or I sold my first program and it sold out and I now am a millionaire. Like that whole idea. This is not even specific to the online business world. This is like winning the lottery. This is like you wake up one day and you have a bunch of money and you're all of a sudden successful. And this myth, the myth of that and what surrounds that. And again, what we should maybe be focusing on instead that's more realistic, more sustainable, more attainable, more desirable, and kind of what that looks like. Yeah. And also not only what it looks like, what is actually possible for more of us, because the myth of the overnight success is actually like a rare occasion. It's not the standard. It's not the rule. It's actually the exception. So what we're going to talk about today is actually available to so much more of us. Exactly. And something that we're noticing just in conversations that we've been having and things is, as you all know, we talk a lot about building relationships in business, right? So planting seeds, talking to people, networking with people, getting on discovery calls, that is like a big part of how service-based businesses run and function in general, and specifically web design and development businesses. And that relationship building is in and of itself inherently a slower more seed growing process, right? And so the idea of the overnight success is in direct conflict with that. So if you are bought into this idea of like, I want to build relationships in my business, but then you're also over here thinking I want to be an overnight success, there is going to be a conflict with those two things. And so it can feel really depleting and demoralizing feeling like I just want to be that person that wakes up and is a millionaire. Like, why can't I, why can't I have that? So we're hoping that today's conversation is some encouragement to stay the course, be consistent, believe in your work and have patience for what you're building. Yes, absolutely. Can we talk about like where this whole idea, like myth of the overnight success comes from or like what's maybe influencing these concepts in the first place? Right. I do. I I think you and I have spoken about this plenty of times on the podcast and in other content that we share. There can sometimes be this feeling and we'll, we'll focus on the online space since that's, you know, where we're all living and hanging out. There can be this feeling and a lot of generic online advice that feels really rooted in cash grabs. Make money fast, make it as fast as you can, make a bunch of it and then get out. It's not about the results you're getting for clients. It's not about, you know, the service and the impact that you're having. It is more like, I made this much money. Like that is what is being pushed. It's all about the money and it's all about those those metrics of success, which again, make us feel like, well, I didn't hit six figures my first year of business, or I didn't, you know, have this five figure quote unquote launch. Like now I'm not successful and I didn't, it didn't happen that fast for me. So I must not be good enough and my work must not be good enough. And, you know, all of those like things that make you feel like crap because it's not happening fast enough. Yeah. And that really ties into, like you said, conversations that we've had like in episode one where we're listening to like really generic kind of online business advice, listening to stories or comparing ourselves to businesses that aren't even the same model as ours, like those one to many businesses. And so that is where it starts to feel odd when it's almost like this disconnect of why isn't my business like their business? Why am I not doing what they're doing? When in actuality, it's like, it's just apples and oranges, right? Like it's a different process. It's a different, like, I don't want to say goal, but it's different. 
You're setting your sights on something that's not even in alignment with what you're going towards, right? So it's like setting a goal way out in left field when you're like going down this specific path. And unfortunately, the problem is that it makes us feel bad when we don't hit it. It makes us feel like we're not successful fast enough. And I'm really, really curious. I've got this question that's formulating because the idea of an overnight success is alluring, right? Like it doesn't it feel like maybe glamorous or like there is something about like, I had a YouTube video go viral and now I'm a millionaire. Like, is there not something maybe in us inherently that like makes us want that? Do you think? Oh my gosh, Sam. Yeah, it is so glamorous. It's so sexy. It's so alluring. It brings up those like childhood dreams of becoming like a pop star or like getting discovered, you know, at a talent competition or something like that. Or just even. It makes me think of just like you said, like these viral YouTube sensations or like Instagram influencers who their whole brand or like model or whatever it is that they're doing, their business model only exists online. So that's only what we see, right? And it is, it's like just this magic of they did something, they got a lot of responses, and then they were able to monetize that. I think that's where it comes from, this idea that that's really also glamorous is that you can monetize yourself. You can monetize like this one thing that you do and it's going to be like, all of a sudden you're going to have 10,000 followers or a hundred thousand followers or a million followers and every follower is a dollar. Like I really do feel like at the root of it is, is something tied into like influencer culture, which is like so prevalent and has been so prevalent for so many years, like over a decade at this point, right? And so we see that coupled with how we're told that we're supposed to be marketing on social media and some of the most effective and standout social media marketing is also very glamorous, very polished, and just looks so perfect, right? And so I I believe that that also influences this culture of like the immediate return and like I can just post one thing and everybody's going to respond to it and I can make money off of that. Yes, 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 exactly. It is making me think of this idea of urgency and like that being the catalyst almost to that desire for the immediate return. And then when it doesn't happen as fast as we think it should happen, because we were told that if we just did the email list and we just sent out the things, and if we just did the post, then all of a sudden we'll be super successful. And when it doesn't happen that fast for us, we maybe go searching for ways to make it happen faster that are actually going to be detrimental to our business in the long term. And so again, focusing on the overnight success, you're running an uphill battle. And that's not to say that the success won't come, right? I think that's really, really important that we say that. Like, First of all, A, you get to define success for yourself in every season. You can be successful here making this much money, having this many clients, working this many hours, and and you get to be successful over here too, making more money, making, you know, working with more clients. Like you get to define success at every level for yourself, but also focusing on like, I just want to hit this ginormous goal today. It's very defeating. I find it to be demoralizing. And then I think it's, I want to think about that idea of urgency and what beyond like the influencers and and things that were kind of being 
shown in marketing and stuff? Like what is really driving us to want to be super, super successful right now? Oh, I have so many thoughts around that. I feel like if, if, even if we took the idea of like the glamour of it out of the equation, there's real stuff in front of us every single day that has this sense of urgency for why we need to be successful so fast. Like if you got laid off from your job and you need to replace the income that you lost, there's going to be a sense of urgency where you need to like make that money as fast as you can, right? Even back to marketing and stuff like I've seen on YouTube or like podcast ads or something where it's like, hey, do this thing, make money fast, like have this side hustle, like all this stuff. Like in this era, you know, the past like 12 years or whatever, since like 2008, where like everybody graduated from college and like was burdened with debt and the era of the side hustle grew to like dominate in the gig economy. Yeah. It's like, how can you hustle and just make cash, make money, have all of this stuff, right? And so there's that literal like survival mode kicking in, which can inform the urgency. Which also to like make sure that we're validating that, like those are totally real. That is like a real urgent feeling, right? I totally understand that. I was about to get laid off from my job and I decided to start this business in the first place. And my first goal was like, I want to make as much money as I did before so that I can continue that, you know, the trajectory that I was going in. And I, and I created a lot of urgency. And in some situations that it might not be a, it's kind of like, it's making me think of our bartering episode, right? Because it's like, that is, that could be a true urgent thing, but. It can be both, right? It can, it can be true, but also we don't have to necessarily get to six figures today. We can focus on like smaller incremental goals. That's why in our mentorship and with people that we talk to, we always say setting those like good goals, the better goals and the best goals. Like what are the ones that are required for you to live and have your bills paid and all of those things that need to happen? And then we can set our goals on higher and higher things and they become incremental stepping stones which is a much more sustainable way to grow a business. Yes. And so then it, it it even becomes into this idea of like, well, why did you start the business? Like if it was just about, I need an income, where was the choice that like starting a business would be the way to get that income as opposed to anything else? You and I talk about that all the time, right? It's like, it's not like starting a business is super, super easy. There's the legal stuff. There's, you know, figuring out what you're going to sell. There's the pricing. There's the marketing. Like I would argue that if you have a skill set, it is simpler in terms of like, I want to make money right now. It is simpler to get a traditional job than to start a business where you have things like investments and, you know, time that you have to, you have to put in that time energy to build up a, you know, client base and things like that. Like you don't start a business because you're going to make money tomorrow. Yeah. But I'm thinking of like the ads, like the YouTube ads that are literally like, start a business and start making money right away. Like do this thing, like, you know, all of this. And it's like, when you are in a place where it's like paycheck to paycheck or you're behind, all of a sudden that sounds real appealing, right? And so the urgency is also tied into this myth that that you can like get that cash right away. Right. And there are all kinds of implications around like the actual like actions that need to take place in order to make that a reality. And I think what's really important then is, you know, as an exercise for yourself, check in and discover who are you listening to? Are you listening to yourself? Are you listening to, you know, coworkers, family members? 
influencers? And are those things making you truly influencing you to want immediate return and immediate success? And is there, are there some environmental factors that are making, you know, making this desire to like see success right now and are pulling you away from that desire to build better foundations for your business and allow yourself the time and the space to grow relationships and plant seeds in your business and really spend time building out the, the solid rock that your business will grow upon. So really check in with yourself and think, am I setting myself on my, my sights on becoming an overnight success? That's a great question to ask yourself. And sometimes it's like you get on this like hamster wheel of just being influenced and just, just like moving towards the immediate gratification of the cash, like right. that, that sale, that, that transaction where you're not even thinking about that. Like that part hasn't occurred to you. And maybe that is a privilege to have the space to dream to think about those things. But I, I do believe that it's a both and situation. Like you can be working towards a sustainable business and be thinking about these other things simultaneously. That's right. Yeah. And I think that that's a good thing to think about is like what happens when you focus on an immediate return instead of maybe something more long term and sustainable. It feels very frantic. That's the word that comes up for me a lot. It feels very like frantic and like it's not money hungry in the sense of like being greedy. It's just like a fear. It's, it's coming from like a deep rooted fear. And again, like you mentioned the privilege of being able to slow down, you know, figure out all those things. And yes, that's why I think it's important to address that there may be real true environmental factors that are like, I need to make this money. And that is heard and understood. And these things also take time. Yes. Again, like what happens when you're focusing on the immediate return? Like if you're in hustle mode, like let's call it what it is. It's hustling. Like hustling is fast. It's not slow. It's constant moving. It's frantic. At a certain point, if the hustle pays off and you have met those immediate like survival modes. Like you can't pay your rent, you know, you can't pay a few months rent. Like you're not worried about that paycheck to paycheck lifestyle anymore. Eventually you're going to come back to having these same questions, right? Because I'm sure we can all draw on people that we know in our lives who probably hustled their whole lives and never reached that like overnight success. So at what point do you need to stop and reevaluate certain choices in order to have that comfort that comes with the success that you're looking for? Because otherwise it will just be constantly chasing, chasing, chasing. Yes. Makes me think of uh, episode three, doesn't it? Like the one about dreaming and like your goalpost always moving can sometimes burn you out. Right. And if your goalpost is moving because you're being influenced by what other people are doing and what other people deem successful and what other people deem to be an overnight success. And that goalpost moves from like, yes, I made my first hundred thousand dollars in my business. Now I need to make a million dollars. That can be very demoralizing. And can we just say those businesses that are scaling, they are burning out. Those are not sustainable businesses. There are difficulties that they face. There are compromises sometimes that they make. And I'm thinking of like, especially like Instagram influencer businesses where when they hit that million, something internally in their business shifted and all of a sudden things started to crumble. 
because when you scale so fast, you will experience growing pains. And sometimes those pains can be so great that they will be all consuming. Ooh, yeah, that's so true. (laughs) I'm always thinking, I'm like, that business, where are they going to be in three years or five years? Will they even still be around? And It makes me think of like those things that you kind of sacrifice, the things that happen when the overnight success is your goal, is your goalpost. Like all of a sudden decisions start to be made in the business that are not in service of a sustainable business, right? I'm thinking of things like maybe you're not making and you're not putting money back into the company Mm -hmm. so that you can, I don't know, maybe hire a team member so that you can grow in a sustainable, comfortable way. Or maybe you're not like, I don't know, setting money aside for taxes or something. And so then all of a sudden you have to like do this weird cash grabby thing that's really out of alignment with your values and your mission statement if you are inclined to have started with that, right? Like you you start doing all of these things that drift you away from your values because now it's like you're trying to get more money like to get closer to that overnight success goal, right? So things like business choices, right? It's really making me think of like, what kind of longevity are we creating in our business, right? Are we creating businesses that are legacies, that are built on solid foundations where there are relationships that have been created? There's established processes. There's, you know, to your point about like, the thing about the overnight success is that Like, what would you, I love posing this question to people. What would you do if you had 10 clients trying to bang down the doors and work with you today? How would you handle that? That is an idea of an overnight success, right? That is like, hello, 10 people are like, they want to pay me money right now. Would you have the capacity for that? If not, why are we trying to get there? Why are we trying to be overnight successes? If, if we got that, We would not serve those clients well, and they would not come back to us. And then that overnight success would be gone before we knew it. That is such a good question. Like, I don't think, is anybody even asking that question? Like, if you had 10 clients right now knocking on your door, like, I want to work with you today, would you have the capacity to do that? The answer is probably no. Right. So like, why are we trying to get there? This is the whole thing about the email list too. And like the numbers, why do we need 2000 people on our email list? When if every, let's say every person on the email list decide, no, let's just say, let's say 5% of those people. What is, what is 5% of 2000? A hundred people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a hundred. If a hundred people just decided, yeah, you know what? I'm going to take you up on that service and you're going to do my website. Would we be prepared for that? No, we wouldn't be prepared for that. Not only would we not be prepared for that, but again, like back to this idea of you start making these very poor decisions in order to get the money that that means. Like if a hundred people are going to pay you, that's a lot of money and that can be very enticing and seductive (laughs) and glamorous. So then all of a sudden you start thinking, well, how can I make this work? Maybe I should sleep less. Maybe I should outsource it to somebody in a developing country and pay them a sweatshop labor wage. Maybe I should start calling in all of these favors and exploiting things from people and like promising something that I'm going to end up flaking on later because I just needed this thing in the moment. Like, that's what I mean. Like all of these very unsustainable, unethical, like business decisions start coming into play when that dangling carrot of a hundred clients or 10 clients times, you know, whatever is right there in front of you. 
And that is not sustainable. That's a broken foundation. And eventually it will slide. (laughs) It will crumble, you know? So I think it would be helpful to kind of talk about, okay, so if we decide we are not buying into the idea of the overnight success. So where can we set our sights, right? That that does feel more realistic and also more sustainable, more attainable. I'm thinking, the first thing I'm thinking of is, you know, we talk about this a lot on the podcast, creating and cultivating relationships with people is more meaningful than, let's say, building an email list, creating freebies, blasting social media posts to the ether, right? That's a one-to-many business model. We run one-to-one businesses. If you're listeners of the podcast, avid listeners, this is this is not news to you. And so by nature, the cultivation of relationships does take time. And I think it can feel really hard sometimes when we're new to the concept of like, okay, I'm gonna, I am going to lean into the slow growth because relationships are not formed overnight. They are not overnight successes, right? They take time and there can be so much fruit that comes from cultivating relationships slowly and intentionally, but it doesn't happen immediately. And so we really do need to, it's like we have to accept that, right? We have to accept and recognize that that's the kind of business that we're running and pour a lot of consistent energy and effort into slow relationship growth. And I love what you say, Karen, about the fact that relationship building and business is very much like courtship. Will you share that with the listeners? Yeah. So it occurred to me that relationship building and business takes time, right? Like we just said that because it's a one-on-one connection and sometimes those connections can last so long, right? Like I'm thinking of like, you could be having recurring projects with the same client over time, right? Or like you can build a relationship with someone that's a client and then all of a sudden, they're referring you to other people. Like that's a long lasting relationship that's been cultivated, but it didn't just start with them leaving a heart emoji on one of your Instagram posts. And then all of a sudden they were like, let's, you know, book this project right away. It usually takes time. You have to get to know somebody, ask them some questions. What are you looking for? What are your intentions? Like, like all of these kinds of things. And then you connect, like you make connections and those, those things take time. It's a lot like the courtship idea is just that it's like dating, you know what I mean? Or it's like having a friendship or becoming friends with a neighbor when you move into a neighbor, a new neighborhood or something like that. Like at first you're kind of like, I don't really know who you are. I don't know if this thing is going to work. And then, you know, if somebody asks you out on a date, you usually don't just like get married after the first date. (laughs) It's possible. If we're thinking back on like the culture of immediate return and like urgency, you certainly could, but it's rare. It's probably not sustainable, right? So this idea that the relationships that we're building in business, it's important to just approach them like we're nurturing this thing. And at a certain point, it's going to be so fruitful and fulfilling and successful because we've taken the time to really cultivate it and like honor it. And also it's like another thing, like, this idea of a courtship, because again, if it's like quality over quantity, we don't need a million relationships to be successful. We just need a few really good ones. Totally agree with you. Yeah. So that's my courtship theory. Like, think about that. It's a good analogy because it's like you you can understand you don't walk in somewhere 
and just immediately marry someone. I think that that just like, it's a good reminder and a good way to to think about it. Or even thinking about it in terms of like cultivating your network, right? Like Mm -hmm. there's this kind of social thing that happens when when you're an adult. It becomes a little bit more challenging to make really meaningful relationships. So you have to allow yourself the time that it takes to to build those relationships over time. And the same thing is true with, with networking relationships. And honestly, this also makes me think of how even like the projects themselves, what we're bringing to the projects and like, okay, let's, let's just take it really tangible. Someone books you for a $10,000 project and you know that that's going to take three months because you're bringing a lot of high quality, high value skills and it takes time, right? Like we tell our clients that I mean, we like our company, SMC, we tell our clients like this is a process. We build something really custom for you. We're doing all this like in-depth work. We're thinking about the strategy. And so what we're bringing to the table is something very rich. And that also makes me think of this idea of slow growth, right? Because it does like it requires time. And I think that that is so valuable. I have a lot of thoughts on like quick win web design services and what we're creating is like it's sustainable it's not only sustainable for us right giving ourselves enough time and projects and like i could go on and on about that part but it's our skills we're we're creating high quality work not high quantity work and so it really again it kind of always boils down to like we don't have to have 15,000 relationships what if we had and focused on 10 to 15 really solid ones that could be recurring projects that could give us future referrals all all of that. So you totally read my mind when you started talking about quantity over quality, right? And this idea that like sometimes as web designers, our projects do take upwards of like three months to complete, but that is a five figure thing. And it made me think of like, how many VIP days would you have to have in three months in order to hit $10,000? Is that even possible? How? So let's put a pin on that because I think we need to come back and actually have a full episode where we have this conversation over like quantity versus quality in terms of specifically our services. Totally agree on that. But that, again, it's like, it almost makes me think, well, okay, if you knew that a $10,000 project was available for you and it would take three months, would you say yes to 30 VIP days or 60 VIP days? I don't know. Food for thought for a future episode. I Yes, I think we should definitely talk about that. Another thing that I'm thinking about too, with regards to like an alternative to the idea of the overnight success and how we can set our sights on things that are actually sustainable and will grow, right? If you have the desire to grow your business even more, which I like to phrase it in that way, because I think we're just constantly told that we have to grow. But what if you don't want to? What if you're happy where you are? Another way that you could grow if you wanted to in a, in a sustainable way is to create good systems, right? Create good client systems have good processes, have an offboarding and an onboarding workflow, have a way to bring on a team member if you want to, if you want to, and you can grow in that very meaningful, directional, mission-centered way. I love that you said that. It makes me think of that slogan, that like phrase that I'm always saying, and I don't know where it comes from, but I feel like it's a martial arts thing where it's like slow is smooth and smooth is fast. So you have to kind of get, when you're thinking of systems, it's like you have to kind of slow down, figure out what your systems are, get them really refined, smooth them out. And then when they're so smooth and they're systematized, you can grow and grow a little bit faster and move your pace a little bit quicker because you're able to 
bring on a team member and say, hey, here's the system. Works every single time. When I'm working with a client, here's the system. All the projects are always on time. Like it's all good because those systems are in place. But if you are just moving fast and frantically, there isn't that slow time that you can create that downtime to actually create the systems and then implement them and move things along if you choose to grow, if you do want to grow a little bit bigger. Something else that what you just said made me think of with regards to the myth of the overnight success is that the people who are out here telling you minus, let's say minus maybe like the people who like blow up on YouTube have like a viral moment, right? But the people who are in maybe more of our space that we could actually see ourselves becoming like, right? If we don't want to be an influencer, if we don't want to be like a content creator or whatever, someone that's like, I had this launch and I made this much money. The way that they position that might sound like an overnight success, but realistically, they put in time and energy. They had a network that they'd been cultivating. They have systems. If they are running a sustainable business, they have systems. And so again, that is not even like a true image that's being portrayed, right? So it, it might seem like it's just this quick thing. I just, you know, the one that really gets me is the ones that are like, I made $300,000 in 14 days. Let me show you how. That really bothers me. I know that really bothers you. <laughs> I know that really <laughs> bothers you. I know that because it makes me think of a couple of things, right? Like when it makes me think of like diet culture and those really seductive ads where they were like, lose 30 pounds in two weeks or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, it's possible, but it's not sustainable. You're going to burn out. It's going to come back and you're going to be frustrated, like all of those things. And it also makes me think of like celebrity culture and entertainment when you hear those stories of like, oh, this pop star is an overnight success. And then you you watch like a behind the music kind of documentary about their life. And it's like, no, they started when they were three years old. So yeah, they're an overnight success to you because you're not looking at all the like sleepless nights and like being carpooled back and forth to all of these things that they had to do and the the fact that their whole family had to pick up and like move to LA and live in a one bedroom apartment. But yeah, they're an overnight success when they have their first single hits number one. See, and that's, that's really where in my mind to kind of wrap up this whole idea and like the, the comparison between the overnight success is, I mean, it is a comparison in my head. It's a dichotomy, right? It's like you either, ha either have the overnight success or you have slow, sustainable growth. And I think, you know, you get to choose which one you want to set your sights on. I think that the overnight success is a myth. And I think that if we're creating legacy, we're creating businesses that we want to last farther than tomorrow. We want them to last for 10 years, 20 years, whatever we want. We have to be focused on things that are slower building, that are incremental and creating those incremental goals. It's, it'll make you feel better. You'll see progress you'll feel better about defining your own success. And it's sustainable. Like you, your business will be rooted in solid foundations with a huge network that's just going to continuously grow and feed back into your business. And so moving forward, I think that to implement all of the things that we talked about, there has to be some mindset shifts that happen, right? You have to lean into the idea of trusting the process, trusting that if you're consistent in the right areas, the right areas, ladies, I know we're always told be consistent on social media, be consistent with blogging, but we're talking about consistency with intentionality, being consistent with your relationship building, being consistent, growing your skills, being consistent, building systems and foundations into your business. Consistency matters in the right places and trusting that 100 and that's the that's the magic of like consistency 
plus trust is that they really do go hand in hand. It's like if you trust that you are consistent in the right places, the seeds that you plant will be cultivated and they will grow and you will see something come to fruition from it. Oh, it's that we need patience. We need patience with ourselves. We need patience with our businesses. We need patience with our potential clients. And it comes back to trust. The best way to have patience is to trust that what's at the end is going to happen, right? That the goal that you're trying to achieve will come. And that it, that those are mindset things that that have to shift, right? You would love to talk about the evidence list. And I feel like in this particular conversation, it'd be great to kind of mention that. Would you like to share a little bit about that? I would. So I I do love an evidence list. And I think that in the context of this conversation, it's like, consider creating a list of all of the times in your life, like not just even business related, just like all of the times in your life period where you are consistent or where you trusted that something was going to happen, even if you didn't really know how. And visit that list every time you feel that urgency creeping up, every time you feel drawn to the glamour of the myth of being an overnight success in your business, and you start to feel that frantic energy bubbling up inside of yourself, pull out that evidence list and trust and believe that you have experienced consistency in your life, even if it's just one example, and that when you trusted a process, you found success in some way. Yeah, I think that that would allow you to unlock that patience, right? That all of the all of the patience in all those different areas so that you can truly trust and believe that it will happen for you, even if it doesn't happen tomorrow, right? Even if it doesn't happen tomorrow. Hopefully we have busted the idea of the myth busted. How do you say that? Busted the myth? Well, there is a thing called Myth Busters. It was a TV show. Yes. From, hopefully we have busted the myth of the overnight success in business and also given you some alternative goalposts and objectives and things to be tracking instead and setting your sights on, right? Thinking about relationship building, remembering that your skills are high quality and they are not quick turnaround things and they're not intended to be that overnight success kind of model. And then also thinking about how you can create systems and business foundations that will actually serve your business in the long run. And those are meaningful uses of time. And also slow growth is steady growth and sustainable growth. Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Yes. I love it. Hey there, listener. If you enjoyed the conversation Sam and I had today, we invite you to join the Making Website Magic community and continue the conversation with us. We created this space for web designers and developers who want to dig deeper into their businesses with other like-minded people in a way that's encouraging, safe, and brave. Inside the Making Website Magic community, you'll get access to exclusive content like secret podcast episodes, invitations to live virtual events hosted by Sam and I, and opportunities to ask questions and network with potential project collaborators. And it's free. Are you interested? Head on over to makingwebsitemagic.com slash community to get started. See you there. Thank you so much for listening to the Making Website Magic podcast. If you found this episode helpful, we'd love for you to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. This helps more women just like you find the show. Want to dig deeper into these conversations with us? Head over to the free Tech with Intention community at makingwebsitemagic.com slash community. Remember, you are more capable than you realize. Until next time, go make some website magic.